This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My old man Welcome to the My Own Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOwnManSaid.com, and joining me for this quick uh, Fulham preview, Chris Budd. Hello, sir. Welcome again. Thank you very much. And we're still out on location. So, uh, Fulham slipped up in their last game, did they not? A draw at Bolton. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bolton. Although you didn't do anything against Cardiff, but never mind Bolton. We'll, We'll take it where we can get it. Before Villa beat the Blues, Fulham had the best, even though we were 100% in 2018, Fulham actually uh, pipped us on goal difference. They also were 100%, and I saw them as a real threat. I was I kind of thought Derby and them would be the threat for that other automatic promotion spot. Obviously, Wolves, you pretty much signed off on them. So this game, away against Fulham, I, th- I thought it was bigger in terms of the promotion picture than uh, the actual Blues-Derby. I think it's a, it's a genuine rivalry. You, know, you look at the form table, it's first v second. You know, Villa have won seven on the bounce. Fulham have won, before the Bolton game, had won five. They've drawn. You know, there's two teams who are banging form. They're both scoring goals. They're not conceding many. But also, we got our asses handed to us when we played at Craven Cottage uh, at the end of last season. Yeah, our recent record down there is not great. No, I mean, we got beat 3-1 last time. But, I mean, people point to the fact that Codger got sent off uh, after like 20, 22 minutes but we, sh- we could have been like 2 or 3 nil down by then anyway and even though Grealish pulled a goal back uh, the other side of half time to give it a semblance of a, a contest it was too little too late and they just destroyed us and it could have been 4 or 5 in the end No, I think they're, they're a good side aren't they and I think they would by their own admission expect to be around about where we are maybe the players they've got and the way they play I think the manager He's done a good job there. He's got them playing a really good sort of brand of football. I think the is Session is symbolic of how they play, actually, like fast and they play football. And I think you told me earlier on their possession rates. Yeah, uh, and they're averaging about, certainly in the last five or six games, it's around about 64, 65% of the ball. So they absolutely dominate possession yeah. against the teams they play against. Certainly that's been the case when I've seen them at Villa Park. You know, they have a lot of the ball. They haven't always done a lot with it, but they will sort of monopolise possession. I, th- I think especially with the way Bruce has the team set up at the moment he'll probably be happy with them to have the ball well and this could be Bruce's dream opportunity to play three defensive midfielders <laughs> you can have Bianas and Wheel and Yedinak all together but it could be a game where we have to be a bit patient and maybe uh, snatch it 
think it's one of those games where you, you go there maybe not expecting to win, but the win would be a huge, yeah. huge statement to the rest of the league, especially with Derby yeah. having dropped points um, at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, it'd be the perfect time. I think we get a four-point gap on Derby with a win. And then we'll have a ten-point gap on Fulham as well. Yeah, who I think at the, at the start of the season would have probably thought you know they'd be a, a real rival of Villa's. Um, you know, they're slowly sort of catching catching up the pack. Problem is though uh, for Fulham uh, after they play us, they have probably one of, in terms of Championship they have one of the most unfriendly um, February and Marches. Uh, they've got to play after Villa. They've got to play Bristol away. Then they play Wolves at home. Then they play Derby away. Then they play Sheffield United at home, and then they play Preston, who are just one place out of the uh, playoffs at the moment. Play them away, so that's next six games, including Villa, are pretty much all against promotion rivals. Yeah, I think if they, they win can, them all, um, then I think they're going to get automatic. I think they can have a they can have a real bearing on what happens in our yeah. season, just for the teams around us. Yeah, you know, I think if they could go to Derby and get a result again that's great for us and good for them I think that's you know, with Wolves exactly if we beat Fulham then that gives us a 10 point cushion and then they can set about the rest of the playoff teams and kind of get rid of them for us yeah as long as we keep picking up points obviously yeah I think I think it's we're at that point now where now we've got second it's how our approach will be key now whether we're constantly looking over our shoulder or, or if we're going to try and chase Wolves which I think might be the better way to go be interesting to see how Fulham set up against Villa to um, see how they actually respect us or see us as a threat because normally they play 4-3-3 at home but then they switch to a 4-2-3-1 when they play away from home so uh, if they go 4-3-3 against us they obviously uh, they don't really care about us and you know they fancy it to go for our throats rather than you know have a war of attrition and try to uh, win it by playing the way they play away yeah I, th- I think they'll you'd have thought they'd have a go being the home side but I think they'll be cautious of what Villa no, the way the Villa have been playing recently, um, and also the, you know, the players that we've got now in form, the likes of Grealish, haven't really been in, in the equation when we played them yeah. earlier in the season. I think the, the style of football we play is certainly different to when we played them in September, October time. I think they'll be cautious, but I, I, I think they'll also be cautious of not playing into Villa's hands. Yeah. I think Bruce will probably be more than happy to let them have the ball in their own half. And we'll pick them off. Yeah, I mean, win. saying that they destroyed us last time. I mean, obviously we've got a different team this time, so uh, that's the big news. <laughs> I think so. having you know the likes of sort of Hogan and Snodgrass going forward, it gives us a different way to play away from home. You know, we're not relying on the big guy up front and playing back to front as yeah. we would have done last year. I think both teams will play football. I mean, looking at their team, they've started Rui Fonte, who's Portuguese, used to be the captain of Braga, who uh, was actually at Arsenal at one time. He normally starts as their forward man, but uh, Kamara, who they normally bring on, has actually scored more goals than him. So they've got this issue of they don't really know who to play up front as their centre forward. Obviously, Cessiano is their top scorer, and uh, he's played more games at left-back, I think. Then uh, left midfield this season. I think they've spread the goals out between the yeah. teams, sort of similarly to us a little bit. You know, they don't have that one talisman up top, but I think they've got sort of two or three guys who can really hurt you coming from midfield. So it'll be certainly something I'm sure Bruce will be aware of is who's going to play in the sort of the central. Who, who would you role. who would you play out of? I mean, we're we're, we're talking Fulham as as a team that. It's pretty fast in attack, and Bruce brought in Yedinak to obviously deal with the Gallagher threat against the Blues. Who would you go for out of him and Bjarnason against uh, Fulham? Now I'd put Bjarnason back in just for the the legs around the field, but I actually think Bruce will probably stick with his usual um, sort of mantra of not changing a winning team. 
Yeah, but before the Blues game, we'd won six games, and Bjornsson had played the last couple. As you said, he might play both and, and make Whelan the captain. It's definitely one of the the away games that the actual Villa fans look forward to every year. I know that it's kind of you know that you always get a huge allocation there. It's very much not an intimidating place to go. It's a good crack down there. Good day yeah, out. They've got London. the neutral zone, which some Villa fans take advantage of as well. Yeah, I think we're taking about it's about four and a half thousand, just over four thousand yeah. down there. So it'll be a you know we'll be we'll, we'll be well supported. As I think is going to be the case now, I think post Blues, you know, the club are really sort of going on the offensive to get the, the fans back with season tickets, and I think we'll be taking a lot away from home wherever we go. Yeah, I mean, in, in relation to the uh, the Fulham game, uh, Ian Edwards on Twitter asks, "What should the game plan for Fulham be? Go negative to secure a point, or play with more positive attitude and let Fulham worry about stopping us?" It's just more of the same, isn't it? I don't I mean, think you necessarily go in to play for a draw. But Ian, if you know anything about Bruce, you know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and not knocking Bruce, I'm just saying that's his mentality, uh, especially away from home. Yeah, I, I think mean, we'll, we'll go there and we'll definitely aim to be solid. Yeah. Another question from Has, well, Marcus, is if we win promotion, which players in the current squad are good enough for the Premier League? I think well, with that, a lot of it's dependent on of the loan guys. Who stays and who goes? Because you, you know they've almost built a spine of the team from loan signings. Well, this is the thing. Uh, because of the precarious situation of financial fair play, and if the danger of not getting promoted, one thing Villa have done—they've really they built a decent team and they've got decent players on that short term. Either the aging old pro on like short contract like Terry, or they brought in pretty decent loans. I mean Snodgrass, Johnson. Anomar, Grabon, yeah, Twanzabe. You'd be hard pushed to get better loans, you know, for for the situation. So we're going to have to rebuild a team, uh, pretty much, or well, half a team at least, from scratch straight away. Yeah, I, th- I think I whether think we stay will, um, stay down or go I think up, if you all probably want to stay, I think Snodgrass, I could see wanting to leave West Ham. I think Johnson would maybe get a permanent move. I think, I mean, definitely, you want to keep Johnson. Snodgrass, does this? Is he good enough for the Premier League? I think he's very much a squad player. Yeah. Um, you know, in a struggling Premier League side, it's you know, it's kind of where the where you set the bar for next season. If you but go up, it's I mean, there's the similar thing about Chester. Is Chester a top centre back for the Premier League? Because he was in the squad at West Brom, even though he's playing uh, in the semi-finals of the European Championships. Yeah, I think I think with him, it's it'll be a case of who his partner is. You know, yeah. would, would Terry? Would you get another year out of him? I think Terry. I think you forget about Terry. Yeah, I think he'll be either abroad. Or he might may retire. I, I can't. I think if he gets promoted with Villa, I think that's like a decent swan song. He, he remains a winner because, as uh, Dan said last time, you just have to look at Rio Ferdinand. What happens when? Yeah, when he went to QPR. And yeah, you just you're playing for a team you're not that committed to, as in comparison to your the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I don't think he's got anything to prove either. I think no, exactly. Villa, he's done an amazing job. I think if anything, it, it makes his stock a little bit better. Because I think he wanted. Yeah, he wanted to play football. That's why he came to Villa. I mean, this notion of oh, but he might not want to play in the Premier League because he doesn't want to play. Champions. Chelsea. No, he's he's 38 years old. Yes, <laughs> it's not about. Oh, I don't want to play against Chelsea. I mean, that's only two games. I mean, you can write that into a contract or something. We've seen a couple. You know, against Burton, there was a potential slip up there for their second goal. Although somebody said it, the ball deflected off Yedinak, that's why. Yeah, I think he has a you know, he has a mistake in him. But then and I think was, most most teams do in the championship. Yeah, you play Manchester City and Terry's in your centre, you know, central defence, and he's 38, 39. Yeah, I think you know you, you put him against a top a top quality attacking. Trio or, or yeah. more, they're going to rip him to pieces. Yeah, I think no, exactly. at this 
point in his career because they'll find the weakness. So I think Terry, uh, I think that's a one-season thing. I think the same thing with Hudson. You know, the Birmingham Mail say it's the hot topic of the week. Should he have a contract or not? If you're in the Premier League, you failed us in the Premier League. That's why we got relegated. Yeah. And uh, surprise, surprise, players do tend to play out their skins when they're in the last last season of their contract. No names, Gabby. I think we've got the we've got the bits and pieces of a squad, but I don't think anybody's under any illusion that if we if we were to go up, um, we'd have to invest pretty heavily. Yeah. You know, if the you know the doctor is talking about sort of pushing on either consolidating or pushing much further at the table I don't see sort of a spine to a really strong Premier League side yet to answer the question I think Grealish would probably be a starter yeah Chester would probably be a starter yeah as would Johnson if he was there yeah Adoma maybe I think he's one of the kind of the borderline ones I think he's, he's definitely going to be in and, ama- in and around a team because he's another player that already got promoted with a team and they pretty much relegated yeah, him straight away didn't they which happens you know to a lot of players they can be heroes like you know Tommy Elphick was a hero for, for Bournemouth for Bournemouth captured them to promotion and then sorry mate not good enough for this league yeah I think Taylor would probably be in and amongst it yeah what playing or getting ri- getting rid I think he'd probably stay I think they'd probably they'd probably have to get cover yeah or well, someone to give him competition or he would he would be the yeah cover. I think he'd I think he'd definitely come into the team over over Hutton he's obviously younger he's in well Hutton won't player. be there yeah <laughs> And also Taylor's you know, an international player in his own right. You know, he's, yeah. a, he's a good player. He's, un- he's probably one of few who can consider himself quite unlucky to not be in the team at the moment. So Conor Horahan, I think he's a he's unproven. I suppose at that level, no one really knows. I think he'd definitely get a shot. I don't know if he's going to yeah. be a regular starter for you. Because you never know that he's a player that the Premier League may suit him more than the Championship does. Quite possibly. I mean, if you know, said, what, I'm, if yeah. you know what I'm saying, I mean, it's not like this. There's, there's been an endless list of players who've come from lower leagues, come through and made a real impact. You just don't know with him. Because um, some players, I mean, like you know, David Platt going back, you know, he was playing in the lower leagues where it's a lot more physical and, you know, let's say yeah. a bit dirtier. But when you're up in the top league and you've got a bit of ability and Hilran is technically good. This you know maybe a better platform for him to shine as opposed to where he is now. I think so. I think so. Maybe even you know there was, there was talk earlier in the year of some Premier League teams looking at Davis. It'd be interesting to see yeah. if he'd become a different entity in the Premier League. You know, ha- for having a very similar sort of journey to like a Jamie Vardy coming yeah, right through yeah. non-league and you know not coming through the academy system. And uh, no, I think he'll. You know, there'll be there'll be a lot of guys there who'll feel that. Henry Lansbury. I think he'll probably find himself. Even Charlton f- yeah, or somewhere even further down the pecking order, unfortunately, which is, a, I suppose, it's it's a shame for him, um, but it's kind of a a good problem to have, especially this year for Villa, and to have someone of that quality and consistency in the Championship level who can't even get on the bench. It sort of shows where we're at right now. Yeah, I think Green would probably feel he's deserving of a shot in the Premier League. Because you've you've got this strange position where you've got players like Yedinak and Whelan who are getting on in terms of Premier League terms. But they've got a contract now that sees them uh, obviously still contracted to fill yeah. the next season. But I can't see those two I don't playing. Think neither of them are def- no, they're never going to be starters. I think you probably maybe keep one of them. I could actually see um, Yedinak with his injury record potentially um, hanging up his boots. Um, if yeah, Villa were to go up, I think that would be a positive way to end his career. I, I think I don't necessarily feel he'd last a 38-game season in the Premier League. I think Yedinak's. I think Yedinak will play the World Cup. And then he'll reassess his career yeah. after that because I mean after that World Cup his motivation's going to uh, drop a little bit in terms of if he's sitting on the bench 
in the Premier League for Villa and hardly seeing a game when he could be like, I don't know, going back to Australia and playing regularly and still playing for the international team? Because I think he wants to defend, what's that, like Asia Cup or something that they play in? Oh, Oceania. Oceania, yeah. Yeah. I think he's actually on record saying that he wants to be around to defend that. So that's like, I don't know, two years' time or whatever. So I don't think he's going to hang his boots up next season. No, I just just don't think he's going to, he's not going to cut it at the top level anymore. And um, I think, you know, he would probably admit himself, you know, with his injury record, he's falling apart. Uh, Scott Hogan uh, similarly to Kurahan I suppose you know he's kind of unproven I think again he'd probably be deserving of a shot yeah, I think, I think, I think, think there were definitely earmark a, a really top quality striker who who's proven at a, a higher level to be honest I mean to be honest and I'm not just saying this because uh, he's the flavour of the month but I think Hogan has a better chance to be a Premier League player than Jonathan Codger has I think he's got the, the, the attributes, you know, he's got the pace, he's a natural finisher. There's, um, there's, there's, there's a reason why Jonathan Codger isn't a Premier League player at the moment. Yeah, having scored consistently, yeah. you know, obviously injury aside, he has consistently scored goals, but clearly somebody in the Premier League has, has seen something they don't like. Similarly, I, I suppose a couple of years ago to Ross McCormack, you know, he's yeah. scored a lot of goals very consistently for four or five seasons, but there was a reason why the Premier League sides weren't coming in for him. And, you know, in, in Codger's case... Uh, the reason is, well, if you were to generalise, it would be his selfishness, and he's not really a team player. And as he did, you know, he scored 19 goals for Villa, scored 18, 19 for Bristol, and both of those teams, when he scored those goals, finished in the bottom half. Yeah, I think which he's suggests done. he's not contributing to make the team better. Yeah, I think he's he's not at the calibre to build a Premier League team around him, no. which you'd have to do. I mean, Benteke brought players into the game more, but. I think he would exist as a squad player. I mean, bring yeah. him off the bench. I think he's a good he, option he's, to have. He's direct if you're chasing a game. Yeah, I, th- I think something. we've got, as I said, the makings of a lot of sort of solid squad players. I just look down the list and think, well, where are those real sort of you know, the cherries on top that are going to win you matches against either the better teams or when things get, you know, quite tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big rebuild job, and, it, and I think you can count on one hand the players that will have any chance of really getting in the uh, the first 11 maybe we can buy Ryan Session from uh, Fulham once we uh, put an end to their promotion aspirations <laughs> right on that note that's just a little extra looking uh, at the Fulham game uh, in isolation but uh, going back to the other podcast if you do have an allegedly story please do email it in on contact at myomansed.com until next week it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. My old man said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.